and JH HD1 Hammond. The views and opinions expressed on this show are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers who are entirely responsible for all show content and do not reflect the opinions of WNJHradio.com. This program is not intended to diagnose any condition or promote any lifestyle. And now, WNJHradio.com presents The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo from Calvary Chapel Church in Hamilton. And a very good evening tonight. And unfortunately, no, I am not the pastor. He is away for a week on um, ministry work and along with a little R&R. So my name is Rick Seppi. I am the producer, or as they call me, Uncle Tony. But I am here tonight once again. I have Vincent Lombardo III, the pastor's son. And we have a special guest. We have Brady Montel. Montag. Montag. There you go. Sorry about that, bud. Uh, he's here to join us, too. So I'm going to now turn it over to Vincent. He'll lead us in a word of prayer. But before we do that, let me give out the phone numbers. Area code 609-593-9654. 609-593-9654. Or you can text us at 856-718-9928. Once again, text 856-718-9928. Good evening, Vincent. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Oh, good evening. I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for having me back. Uh, let, as you said, let's begin tonight with a word of prayer, and then we'll dive into some of our topics tonight. Uh, Lord God, we come before you tonight just grateful and blessed that we have an opportunity to uh, just discuss you and the ways that we got involved in ministry, Lord, to just kind of open ourselves up and hopefully be an encouragement into other people that are looking for ways to get involved, things that they've seen that they didn't like in the church and the way that they see the church is working the best they can towards uh, furthering your work. And Lord, we ask that tonight you would just uh, use us as you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Yeah, so tonight... Uh, a couple of our topics, as I told you loosely, every time you're going to see me on here, the topics are very loose, <laughs> but ideally the topic tonight is um, answering the call, like what did, you know, how did we get involved in ministries ourselves? I know we've talked a little bit about it on some of the other times I was on here in, in the worship leader capacity. Tonight, you'll see us geared much more towards our youth ministry capacity as uh, I run the senior high at Calvary Chapel, and uh, Brady runs junior high out there, and uh still new to the both of us, but you'll see us talk about how we got involved in any of the ministries we're involved in, people that encouraged us, role models, things like that. Um, we have a couple key verses we're going to dive into tonight. Uh, we talked about, I believe it was last week, but it might have been the one before. I don't know. I feel like I've been uh, on the show more than I've been watching the show lately. So <laughs> so they're all kind of running together, but realistically, uh, we're starting with Romans 12, 1 and 2, and I'm going to paraphrase them tonight for uh, brevity's sake. Uh, Present your body as a living sacrifice, uh, wholly acceptable to God, you know? Um, we see that a living sacrifice is something that isn't dead. It's out. It's active. It's doing things like that. We talked about this in the weeks past. Um, sometimes being a living sacrifice means surrendering to stuff that you didn't really want to do. Um, I'll pick on me and my wife. Uh, my dad came up to me one day and he was like, "Vincent, someone needs to handle senior high youth group." And I was like, "Oh, cool. Who you have in mind?" And he was like, <laughs> yeah, "Exactly." <laughs> He's like, "You." And I was like, "Hmm, really? That's an interesting concept." He was like, "Well, I, I just need someone to fill in for a little while and see where it goes." And I was like, "I guess. You know, I've seen this before. All right." Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I jump right in and we dive in. And I was like, "Hey, Meg. So we're gonna fill in with this." And she looks at me and she goes, "Absolutely not." And I was like, "Oh, bummer. I already said yes." And she was like. She's like, no, no, you don't understand. I, I don't want to do 
youth ministry almost at all. She's like, teenagers frighten me. And I was like, yeah, me too, but we're going to have to just grit our teeth and go, you know? And uh, so prime example of just like sometimes surrendering to God's will can have a huge impact on your life. You know, it's been a huge blessing in our lives and we wouldn't give it up for anything in the world. And even now, Megan's like, I'm actually happy where we are. I can't believe we ended up here. I was like, yeah, I'm glad that we just kind of jumped in and did it instead of like, you know, if we had stuck with what we wanted to do, we wouldn't be where we are. And, like, we're really happy and proud of where we are. But just so. think about it. You're getting a preteen lesson. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know, because, you know, before you know, your daughter will be there. Before, I mean, yeah, we're, time we're not go, talking about that because uh, yeah, I don't want to think like that. No, I know, but I'm, <laughs> saying, uh, but I'm just saying in, in the real world, she'll be there just in time-wise. Where she, yeah, she's, she's not, not far along, yeah. She's not going to be a little girl anymore. You go, oh, oh God, I want to strangle her. You, yeah, you know, I'm so. sure she. You know, she's growing up so fast and so well. That's mostly attributed to Megan, but still. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to age poor Aubrey already. <laughs> yeah, that's not aging. Yeah. We're all getting old. I, I get it. So, um, um, how's marriage life, young man? I mean, you're a newlywed. How's that going? All good? It's going well. Going it's, well. Yeah, that's it's, all that matters. You know, it's good. It's nice. You know, everybody tells you it's gonna, it's gonna be rough so far. Uh, you know, thank God we haven't really fallen into that you know good. that rough first year yet more so outside stuff you know marriage is good but uh yeah it's been a, it's been a blessing and being able to move into a new service opportunity with her as well yes. um similar to how megan vince kind of jumped into senior high you know right. there was and a there's a need for junior high uh and you jumped right service in. and you know me and my wife were available you know we're engaged then and you know jumped on the opportunity took it as a uh you know a trial and now mm-hmm. it's same thing you know we're talking about it and we just love being there with the kids and the uh just and the I, environment well, that we're able to have each Wednesday night with the kids is and, great. And I get to watch you through the security room because just like your dad. <laughs> Sounds crazy. Yeah, Joe, Mont- <laughs> yeah, Joe Montalbano came to me and goes, um, you know, we need somebody in security. Well, that's good. I'll start asking. Uh, yeah. no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. Yeah, that's not what, And I went, okay. You know, so, and, yeah, hey, it is what it is. I'm serving. <laughs> one way I'm serving the Lord, how I look at it, and I'm keeping you guys all safe. You know, we've, yeah. we've picked on Brady on the show in the past, actually, discussing how true. people get involved in yes, ministry. He, uh, he doesn't listen, so he wouldn't know, but <laughs> but maybe that'll change. We talked to him, or we talked about how one night we were in my basement, Brady's life circumstances changed a little bit, and I said, oh, look at all this free time you're going to have to get involved in ministry. And he was like, oh, yeah, where? And I was like, well, Cole needs help in media. And he's like, well, I don't do anything like that. And we were like, it doesn't matter. Just need to help. And, you know, he stepped right up into yep. doing, He was now he mixes the stream for you guys, so mm-hmm. if you don't like what you're hearing through youtube or online just uh, so i'll give you his personal okay. number later and just only personally badger him yeah. about it oh, good. Good. <laughs> but you know just sometimes it's just about that sometimes you have to be asked sometimes you have to be told some sometimes you have to see the need yourself right. before you're willing to make those changes and unfortunately that's the worst one to be in uh you know brady's heart when i was just like hey so you know what are you going to do to get more involved he was like i don't know point me in the right direction mm-hmm. type mindset you know and at one point in our lives we've all been there like i said my my dad came up and was like hey senior high and i was like mm, don't want to and he was like well, i need you to and i was like i'll try <laughs> right we'll give it a shot and we went from Two kids to zero kids, which was super devastating. And then we went up, you know, now we're, we average somewhere around 12 kids, 13 kids, which is great over, yes. you know, a short period of time, yes. especially what we've been coming through in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's been a big deal, you know, and it's just one of those things that, you know, we would never have made those choices or decisions if it weren't for the people that we've seen in our lives. And that's kind of one of the other topics we want to talk about tonight later on. It's just the idea of like who your role models were, who encouraged you, how do you, how do you become that role model for the next person mm-hmm. now that we're stepping into a ministry capacity of leading younger people around? Like, what is what does that look like to try to be the person that you want them to look up to? Right. Um, what are you, what are lessons are we trying to instill in 
we'll we'll say the next generation. Mine is, you know, mine is two generations behind me. His would be three generations behind him. But but still, that's where we are, where we have the opportunity to minister to those kids. What are we doing? And the other topic we want to get at later on, probably closing the evening, is what didn't we like growing up? Like what what made us not want to be a part of something, mm-hmm. or what made us not want to participate in something and how do we let those things shape us and we're going to try not to drop too many names on that topic we're going to try not to hurt anybody's feelings we're going to try to keep those as vague as possible brady all right so don't toss me under the bus i'm good (laughs) but we're gonna you know but they're important things to realize when you really take the time and say like this is a huge shortcoming Mm -hmm. of this person or this ministry or this idea or this whatever and the fact of the matter is like you can have any opinion you want, but if you're not going to get up and do something about it, it almost doesn't matter what right. your opinion is. Absolutely. Um, and that's true in any part of your life, really. Like, you can have an opinion on something, but never lift a right. finger towards it, and that's where it's going right. to stay. So, or lead by example. Right. By so now that God has put us in those places specifically and said, all right, you're going to do this, take it and run with it, we need to be diligent to take what, what we've seen to heart, the things that we've been exposed to to heart the things that really encouraged us when we were that age the things that really discouraged us when we were that age you know and we'll um, hopefully brady will share a couple of his i don't know if he has any negatives or positives for later but definitely going to jump into some of those let's turn to brady's for a minute is this your first time ever jumping into a role of leader you know as a leader uh, have you done that yeah have you done that before i i only known you now for the last five years but did you do any type of halawasa through your lifetime no. or anything? Only, only in attendance. Uh, I had been to halawasa for one weekend, different Christian camps, but this was the first time stepping into a uh, full-on leadership uh, opportunity. And uh, you know, luckily, I had some experience. There was a few nights at our twenty-something group where, um, when Adam saw that you know I was starting to have a, a heart towards the mm-hmm. possibility of being more of a teacher. Um, and taking opportunities there, um, or wanting to take up an opportunity if it arose, you know, I had a couple um, nights where I was able to, you know, take that position as the one teaching for mm-hmm. a night, and that kind of got me in the right track. And then, you know, eventually, when the opportunity arose, God said, "Hey, here's uh, here's your opportunity. Why don't you why don't you take it?" And, and, and you're, of course, you're doing it with your wife, so that makes it a little easier. Yes, it does. You know, so that's always a fun thing. So you're enjoying it. I could see that. So this is the first time you jumped in. Did you feel nervous when you first started your very first night? Did they, I mean, was there the EBG? Yeah, de- like, definitely. Um, well, yeah, like, oh, my God. What did I get myself into at the last second? So I was very comfortable going in there, um, being with the kids. Because um, I like to – I try and model how I am with the kids, what I think would have been most effective for me. Not that any of my leaders weren't effective because right. the reason that I'm in this position now to be able to minister to kids is because they were awesome leaders and they did what they needed to do. Right. I think of more of the mindset of me, obviously, like everyone does. I was a different kid, so I try and you know work upon those things that I would have adjusted when I was in That's youth fine. group. That's fine. But um, nothing wrong with that. But yeah, um, and you got plenty of people in our church. We're very fortunate. You can bounce your ideas off of. Yeah, and they'll say, "Well, we tried that. That you know, that made not work. Oh, that <laughs> we didn't even think of that. That's a great idea." So you, you do have that luxury, and so does Vincent. That we have that type of relationship within our church. And yeah, my my biggest worry was, and as I think should be for anyone that's relaying, you know, scripture or relaying a message to kids, is I was just worried that I wouldn't one, bring to them what they need to hear, or two, that I would somehow not guide them in the wrong direction, but somehow not show them what Christ 
needs or wants from them in the scriptures that we're going through. Because that's terrifying that I could go and potentially give them the wrong lesson in a night. You know, there's always good lessons to be learned. That was a huge fear I had was that (laughs) I'm going to go up there and just blank and not give them what they need and just sound like an idiot and lose all credibility in front of these kids. So that was my biggest fear starting. And, you know, as the months have gone on, it's, it's become a lot easier. Yeah. Well, I know that one of Brady's fears is the same as mine, and it's sometimes we really regret what we say <laughs> when we, we just we just speak sometimes right. first yeah. instead of oh, right. I don't really know the ramifications of what I just said, right. you know, and uh, and it's not always, but it's it's enough <laughs> that I know that I fear it all the time, you know, and sometimes the things that we say in joke or the things that we you know, just kind of let loose a little bit because you're comfortable with someone can yes. really be taken the wrong way, misconstrued, or kind of led down the wrong path. Mm-hmm. You know, I I learned an interesting thing from from my our pastor my father a long time ago and these are one of those lessons that don't click until you're older obviously most like most all of them yeah but realistically it was anything this is pertaining to anyone in a leadership role anything you do in moderation they will do in excess mm-hmm. whoever's following you they'll look at it and say well it's okay that you do a b c or d if they can do that i can do that mm-hmm. or sometimes even which is an even worse mentality that I hate to say followers, but anyone that's like underneath of someone in their leadership role, they look at them and they're like, well, if they can do it, they're held to this high of a standard. Mm -hmm. So I can push it all the way to here because my standard is low, you know, and they look at it like that's what you're being held to. And oftentimes we do that, too. We look at some of the liberties that people take or some of the casual conversations we've had with our youth leaders growing up that were really only built after years of friendship. And I uh, personally, one of my worries is like, am I just going to joke the wrong way or am I going to say the wrong thing? You know, is is some something I'm going to do to joke with a kid going to hurt their feelings or push right. their buttons or like push a boundary. It shouldn't, you know, I've, I've had a couple of, I won't use the examples, but I've had a couple of those where like, I'll get a message from one of the kids like, Hey, that kind of hurt my feelings. And I was like, didn't even know I said that to you like right. type thing, you know, and that's my response. And they're like, I know you didn't do it to be mean, but like that really hit me. Right. And I was like, Oh, well, like it wasn't directed at you, but mm-hmm. they felt the sting of it. So it's really helped me to like hone in what I say. And that, you know, again, comes from the fact that like, I'm sure he's doing it the same way. I don't get to sit in on his or run at the same time, but realistically we run ours in a very familial aspect. It's a very, we have a small church with small groups. It's a good thing. Like we have a lot of intimacy and areas to be open to just sit down and know all the kids' names, Mm -hmm. know, know, you know, enough about them that the conversations are real. It's not, it's rarely, at least for me, I won't speak for him, but at least rarely it feels like I'm getting up there and I'm preaching. It feels like I'm getting up there sharing something from my heart and the kids are responding and the kids are like, or not always responding because sometimes they like to stone face me and stare at me. But you know, realistically, like it's a very open and safe environment that we strive for. And I know that was one of the other things we want to talk about is like, what are we trying to do to structure what we do? Like what made us go where we're going? And realistically, mine is the whole thing. I tell this to the kids every single week. I will I will tell you one of a few things, either a something I did wrong (laughs) that I wish I didn't do. B, something that I did right that I hope you can do, which I'm sure you can do because I did it (laughs) and I made a lot of wrong choices. And like the simplest one is something I wish I knew at your age and knew well. So sometimes you look at it as equipping the saints. You know, that's kind of one of our topics is like when you talk about, I think it's in Ephesians 4 when they talk about how everybody's, you know, he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some 
evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. You know, it goes on, but I know that's something that we've been talking about. Uh, Pastor Vince is really passionate about this year. It's equipping the saints. Mm -hmm. You see, we picked up our Monday studies, our Wednesday studies have changed. Everything's about, like, this is information you need to know because we don't know what the world has. And that's what we need to do on, I don't want to say a smaller level, but on a different level (laughs) with these kids where we look at it and we're like, you need to know this to navigate the waters you are in. I have been through those waters, and this is what I know. Mm-hmm. And not every single thing is applicable. You should see some of the things they make fun of me for. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they'll, they'll be like, "Oh, you're old," and I'm like, "I am, but I'm not that old." And yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. "But you are." I'm like, yeah, "But I don't like you feel like it." You know, remind us that we're old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but on that topic, it has to be true because this year when we had our annual picnic, there was a lot of young youth, and I mean young youth, decided to get baptized, which me was a shock because I would think they would wait a little bit longer, but they have already declared that they, you know, their belief in everything in our Lord. So that had to be some of you guys because they were in your classes. So you must. Well, have done when you something. look at it, like there's a. You want to go? So I, it's just a little. So I think part of that outside because I don't want to, you know, not deflecting anything that mm-hmm. we may have had, you know, because it's awesome that God worked through us. But I think a lot of that had to do with the state of the world. It. I wouldn't the, doubt that. Yeah, I, yeah, the wickedness of the world used to be, especially before all, everything in these past few years, the wickedness of the world was very easily disguised before, mm-hmm. I think, to that group of kids. And I think it's become so evident that even the kids are able to see through the farce. Mm-hmm. And part, I think that part made it a lot easier where the kids knew that there was something wrong with the world and they were already presented with the answer to it. And because they didn't have to fight through all those levels that the world pushes at them that usually hides what the world is mm-hmm. very well, it was much easier for them to make that jump, opposed to it possibly taking the kids from my group to maybe even the end of the you know, the years that they're with Vince is to right. finally make that decision, right. you know what, I want to fully, you know, give my life over to Christ. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. made them able to make that jump much earlier because they were able to see, okay, this is the truth because I can I can see how awful this world is and this is the only answer that makes sense. Yeah, so the example that I gave the senior I, high was I, that I a totally small light shines much brighter in a dark room. So the darker the world gets, like yes. even if you are, have just the smallest semblance of a light, it's noticeable. Mm-hmm. And the kids, that's that's what they came right back with after their first couple of weeks of school. They're like, you're right, people know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, what do they know? They're like, they know that I'm a Christian or they know that I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. And I was, and they were like, they never should have, like one kid was like, they never should have known that about me. I was like, the darker it is, the easier it is to tell where the light is. Oh, cool. So if you, if you look at it with that lens, like it really did transform their mind in the idea of it's no longer okay to just be a little tiny light in a dim room Mm -hmm. because nobody can pick out where it is it's a dark world and in the dark world a single light shines bright and you can be targeted and i think that in a good way this is going to sound horrible but like in a good way because they already feel like they have the target on their back Mm -hmm. if they're not sold out they they're like i can't i can't handle it to not be all invested if i'm going to be targeted as this i either eat need to a not be this or b i need to be just all in on this and i think that's where they are now is that they're like right, if they go, even give it a moment they're gonna go all in let's go back to me you just said one kid said he wished nobody knew why i didn't say he wished he would nobody knew he just said nobody should have known because no, okay, based on the year before you were able to scoot under the radar you okay. kind of get you're able to get through but why did he say that though i because he's a teenage kid. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, why he okay. said that. That's a very simple answer. Because it's if that if you don't want that to be your identity, and all of a sudden it's made your identity, you have to choose. You have to pick a side to be on, and they don't 
they don't want to have to choose a side to be on. Yeah, and I can <laughs> I can kind of see. So this is like not pointing anything towards me here, but okay. for instance, but I will. I, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So I work at a hospital, right? And you know, sometimes you get pulled to other floors, and something just happened the other night that's kind of similar to him. I, you know, I haven't changed my demeanor at all in mm-hmm. the past couple of years because I've I've been on fire for Christ for many years now. So I, there hasn't been that much of a change other than small refining right. fires, right. things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I had a nurse just the other night talk to me and say, you know, we love when you're down here. Like, there's just something different. Like, you know, you're, you're not, uh, not crying. You're not, you're not grumbling, complaining as much. You're so compassionate with the patients, all all these things that, you know, it was just a testament that I didn't realize that I, like, I'm not intentionally doing that. That was just a byproduct of Christ in my life. Those are the things that I think of when I'm at work. And when I don't see, think that there's that much difference between me and the Mm -hmm. person that I'm working next to that may not be a Christian, those people, like Vince said, when, you know, it's not just a, a dim room. Now it's it's almost a dark blackout right. room. Mm-hmm. Now it's much clearer. So mm-hmm. I can see how, you know, one of the kids in your group m- may have seen that because I saw that in my own life where it's yeah. like, you know, I really didn't think that I had myself being perceived as any more holy at work mm-hmm. based off the things I was doing because it's the same me as the past three, four years. Right. But there was something that just made it more clear. Them. This, I and, mean, you know, there's a little opportunities too to spread. I, I could say from my own personal side, we all know because we all go to the same church. I took the, the step of faith and got rebaptized. I had the family on one side saying, I can't believe you did that. I thought you were Catholic or like the rest of us, blah, blah, blah. I said, Hey, I'm still the same person. I just decided to mm-hmm. take it a little bit further. Like, I, it's hard to explain to somebody when you do this because if they don't understand themselves you could talk to the wall and as far as it's going to go and then i have others that i don't would never guess would go out of their way saying wow we're so happy for you that you did that mm-hmm. and, and they then went on to say well we kind of see a change in you i said okay i said well, what well you're not as grumpy you know you're not as mean you know you're more relaxed i said well that could be true because i'm looking at the world a lot differently and i you know it's kind of it is. I feel good. I said I I enjoyed everything about it. I said I I believe more now than I did before. I'm not going to say I didn't believe back then, but it was just a little harder. I said, and you got to surround yourself with the right people. I said one thing I could tell you: if you put the right people around you, they will encourage you to keep moving and keep moving and keep moving. Cause just like uh, I say this all the time, uh, I wasn't there someday. I was just overtired from work so i had four of our guys which you guys all know text me monday saying where were you what's wrong everything okay hmm. i was just overtired well we missed you i said well it's nice to be missed i, I say that in a positive way mm-hmm. because going to church before i was never missed and i'm not going to say i want to be missed but mm-hmm. it's just nice to know that there's always somebody there to help you or walk through like one person said well, can we pray for you? I said, absolutely, pray. I, I, I'll never refuse a prayer. And you know, let me know, and I'll chime in with you. Now we want to pray for you. Know, go for it. I think that's one of the things that like is so beautiful about our uh, small town, small yes. family church. Yes. Oh, you very, know, when you know much. that everybody knows each other, and it's like you can't get away, you can't slip through the cracks. You can't mm-hmm. be like, uh, I just wasn't there Sunday. It's like we all know, we yeah. knew you weren't there Sunday. Right. You know, and because you, you're you're gonna, you said you got four four texts like right. you almost get a fifth one because but i'm too sarcastic so yeah. i had to like yeah, delete I it yeah. i was like eh, i'll yeah, delete you know, that six yeah, times yeah, you know, you know, you know, you know, 
He Brady. The Brady works like every fourth Sunday, right, or whatever yeah, it is. He works like every couple, every right? Sunday. And like I, my first response, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, "Are you kidding me? Why aren't you here? Like, what's your problem?" Right. And I'm like, and then I'm like, "Oh, he's working." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I have to remember that yeah, because no, like yeah, yeah. because you just notice. You look around, and it's like a familial aspect. You look around, and your family's just missing. Like I gave you a beautiful comment <laughs> on the new song Sunday. You never responded. <laughs> I wanted to know the name of the song. I you mean, didn't ask me the name of the song. I know. You but said I, I like that song. I figured you would respond it back, but no, I got you know in the Italians, I got umgats. Terrible friend. What can yeah, I say? And, I mean, yeah. and that that accountability there—that's something that I'm trying to foster in my group, and yeah. I'm sure you're trying to. Because unfortunately, I, I said this. I don't know if we know about the anyone listening here. The Encounter podcast that some of our friends mm-hmm. put together. Yes, I, we play that Sunday night. Here. I, awesome. Yeah. So I said that on there. You know, I, I appeared on there a few weeks ago, and just talking with them. So unfortunately, my group that went through youth group failed to grow as close as you know Vince's group did. And even Vince's group was small and then kind of grew slowly again mm-hmm. over time. So I said, you know, I was grafted into this, into his group, which is now, you know, now my group. And, you know, I'm trying to help the kids understand that the friendships that they make now are going to be much, much more important down the line than they think. Yes. Because absolutely. they're thinking very present minded. But you want to have that person that, you know, if you miss, if you miss a Sunday, you're getting that text like, hey, right. what's up? You know, and not just a text that's like, hey, what's going on? You okay? But also, like, if they know that you've been up to some stuff that you shouldn't, they're going to be like, hey, listen, I know what you were doing last night. You know right. you should be here this morning mm-hmm. and not doing what you And that's did. the huge value of the peer circle because I could reach out and I could text one of the kids like, oh, what were you doing last night? And they're going to be like, this guy, shut up, old man. Yeah. You know, but when one of their friends texts, I'm like, hey, I didn't see you at youth mm-hmm. group last night. It, it strikes a chord. I had a kid on Sunday. He rolled up um, and he go- I said, yo, I missed you Wednesday. He goes, really? It's like, yeah, I miss you every Wednesday. He's like, I said, you haven't been there for like two or three. He was like, well, and I know his reason for not being there. It doesn't matter. It wasn't important. It was just like, hey, I miss you. He was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah. I said, that's why I texted you, even though you didn't text me back. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah, well, and he tried to brush it off, but he's like, and he was like, you're right. I'll be there Wednesday. And I don't care. I don't need his attendance number in my seat. I want, I want to reach that kid. I want to work with him. You know, we got a lot of good stuff to talk to him. You know, God's been opening some very strange doors in, in the youth. I know he's had some encounters with his kids that he probably never thought he was going to have or didn't expect to have now mm-hmm. and i've had a couple lately and it's just like wow god all right like you better equip me a little more because um uh, you know i don't want to stumble through this even, and he's faithful yeah. through the, all those things you know even with me i mean like i said people that i don't even really know i mean i know but i they're not in my inner circle who came up to me because they saw me somewhere and said we are so happy you got baptized <laughs> it's like that just threw me for a loop mm-hmm. only because i was i'm not used to that you know it's it was different and they said We'll pray for you. I went, mm, good to know that you're Christians because you're basically on my same, you're on the same page mm-hmm. that I'm on. And it's nice to see. That. And I think, like, you know, uh, Brady's saying, yeah, and even you are saying it, today's world, we're in a dark world. So more people are starting to realize who, who's down that right path mm-hmm. and they want to be with them to where before it was, you know, let me keep that secret. I don't want everybody to know. Yeah, and we doing. look at the idea of, like, uh, again, continuing on with the things our parents told us that we didn't take seriously till we were older, like right. actions speak louder than yes. words. And I tell these kids all the time, I'm like, listen, I said, I love you guys to death. I was your age once. Mm-hmm. I thought I had, I thought I knew the Bible enough. I thought I had read it enough. I thought I understood it enough. Then you start to have a conversation with someone who wants to go against it. And you're like, mm, I don't know. Hold on. Let me get back to you. And you start, you know, faltering in those things. I said, listen, the entire time of my youth, um, from ages, we'll just blanketly call it 15 through 22, mm-hmm. right? I had zero encounters 
with people my age, older, or similar that I had an effective opportunity to lead them to Christ based on my words right. ever once. Right. Because they, you can say anything you want, specifically at that age, you can say anything you want, but then do the wrong thing, and they're just not going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. You can say the, you can say everything you want. You can say all the right things, slip up one time, and they'll be like, I don't even have to bother because, you know, this Christian did it like that. You know, right. same way we talked about, like, anything that we do in moderation, they'll do in excess. They're going to look at the Christian in the group, that little light shining in yep. the darkness, and say, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Right. And I, I try to explain to these kids on Wednesdays all the time. I'm like, listen, take it from some guy who spent a lot of time saying and doing the right thing on the surface, but always taking the opportunity to do the wrong thing behind the scenes. I said, I, I, you know, I try not to give kids details. There's no reason, but like, I'm like, listen, just trust me in this. My actions are the only thing that ever genuinely showed Christ to people. It didn't matter what I say. If my actions didn't line up, people wanted nothing to do with it. And that happened all the way through until honest to goodness, probably like the age of 22 when, Oh, that was just the other day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I just, I remember it was like, you know, I, uh, I was going through some weird stuff, more or less. I was in a darker place in my life, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. I, you know, came back home. I met Megan. We got married, and I was like, "All right, like this is what it looks like to do the right thing mm-hmm. time and time again," you know. Right. And I'm not giving Megan all the credit. Everybody, I just want everyone to know. <laughs> but <laughs> we know she's the backbone, <laughs> yeah. Just but it was just one of those things, backbone, like all yeah. around that time when it just fell in line, where you're like, I either have to live this out or not, right. you know. And the fact of the matter was, God was like, "Can you just shut up and do what I asked you to do?" And I'm like. Fine, I'm gonna give it a shot, you right. know. And that's honest to goodness, that's pretty much how I wake up my day. I'm like, help me to stay out of your way because I'm good at getting in your way. Like, and let's go, give me some opportunity that you have for me. And I say that, and then all the time he throws me these curveballs, and I end up doing things that I never thought I was gonna do, talking to people I never thought I would talk to, right. and like handling things that I never thought I should have to handle. <laughs> and, and that's for for our listeners, it is true because I saw that within the last year, how he has directed me on things and mm-hmm. I, I sit there and go well i didn't even think about that but i'm doing it you, you know and mm-hmm. and i try to explain that to people oh you can't i said it, it is if you believe he will listen to you and he will help you he can't answer everything and sometimes he doesn't want to answer because he wants you to learn the hard way maybe but i have seen things like hmm, i can't believe i'm doing this and it's like all right must be i uh, he's telling me to do it and i and then it's you gotta have faith. You gotta believe. And as I say to people, I learned this a couple. Actually, you were here last week, or was it the week before, when Doc said that science scientists have proven already that prayers work because that was last week. Yeah, yeah, that somebody is ready for surgery and then they go have the surgery and the doctors are saying, "Where's this problem?" Yeah, through the triple yeah. blind test right. when they were like, "Oh, prayer proved effective," right. and that was an interesting concept. Right. You know, so that, you know, how can you not say that that's not a god? Mm-hmm. Because who are you praying to then? You're praying to the air? You know, so... That was kind of the topic yeah. that Pastor was talking on Sunday. Like, when you look at it and you kind of take the moment to really, really find the layers of it, it's yeah. like, you know, just blanket phrases like, ancient times, they looked at the sun, and they're like, the sun is giving life. We should worship the sun. And then you take it a step further, and you're like, wait, who created the sun? Right. Like, what what designed all these things to go mm-hmm. in place? That's the one that's worthy of praise, not the right. sun that is a tool of, of a creator, you know? And we look at that, and you can take that into all your lives. Like, sometimes it's easy for us to start rejoicing in, like, the things that we accomplished. Like, the other day, like, I'll tell you, I'll do this personal bash on Vincent time. I sing a lot, right? No. No, I do. Done. I do. And on, what was it, Wednesday, I was like, Rue, I don't have a voice. Like, you got to step yes, up and I do this, that, right? Yeah. And she was like, well, you already picked songs. They're already in your key. I was like, 
I don't care, <laughs> you know? And I sat there, and this is the first time in a long time. Normally when I'm not singing, it's because we're doing something. Mm-hmm. So, like, I wasn't singing for Wednesday, and I just sat and, like, tried to worship with the kids, and I couldn't get a note out to save my life. Mm-hmm. And I was getting really mad. And, like, for, to the point where I was like, why is this happening to me? This is ridiculous. And I just remember, like, more or less a feeling, not necessarily yeah, words that were just kind of like, it was just one of those mindsets. Right. It's like, who cares if you can sing or not? You have right. you have something to do tonight. Like, right. get on board. And I spent the rest of the worship time not focused on the singing, reading the words on the screen, thinking about, like, the things that God has done in my life personally mm-hmm. and how I was going to relate that to the kids on Wednesday. Like, God, help open yeah. the doors. Give me the words to say. Do so, all these yeah. things. So it really changed my perspective where I had to take that step of humility in something that I normally do fairly well and say, I can't even do it worth a lick right now. Right. <laughs> you know? So, so let me set that down. Upset. I mean, she looked like she had a little bit of anger <laughs> yeah. in her face Wednesday night. Well, we had our regular worship meeting Wednesday, and I was like, hey, by the way, I can't sing. Yeah. Good luck tonight. Yeah, and she the, was like... Right, at the last minute... Uh, <laughs> Like in five minutes. No, I gave no, no, no. I gave her thirty minutes. I oh, said you 30. can. <laughs> oh yeah, that's so much better. I said you can change songs or keys. I trust you. I don't right. care. But I was just like, I'm gonna go be with the kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, ultimately, I was planning on not bringing them in for worship. I was gonna be like, well, we'll just have a time just to hang oh, out no, and do I like stuff. When you bring them into worship. Right. But then I was just like, I don't want to take them from worship. Some of these kids really like it. Like, mm-hmm. there's no reason. And then I, just, you know, I had to go through some stages of grief and humility and mm-hmm. stuff back there where I'm like, I can't do the thing I like. You know, now what? And God's like, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Give but, me a minute. But, so. But, Brody, have you uh, Brody? Yeah, Brady. Brady. <laughs> Sorry about that, bud. You have you noticed good. that whenever he's there Wednesday night leading, the kids have to give a big woohoo! Yay! Uh, I've uh, not been down there. Oh, do they? no, they're upstairs. Oh, you need yeah, to we're, watch that. We're, we're upside. They upstairs. don't like to worship. Yeah. Well, we we have, I like to focus in. Uh, you know, in that time that you guys are downstairs worshiping. You know, we're uh, you know upstairs fellowshipping. Yeah, you know, no, we you, still you, got going you, on. You, you know, we got some good stuff up there. You spend that, time with each other. We'll spend TV. time with God. It's cool. You have a TV in that room. <laughs> you need to watch because he turns around and goes, "Oh, you guys could do better." Yeah. And, and I really <laughs> want to say, I know Brian would never let me. You just want to pat on your back, bud. Now, yeah. to be funny, to be fair, it's funny because, like, the one, it started by every Wednesday, I walk into the same 20 people, and I'm like, good evening, everyone, and then all of you guys that are over 35 just stare back at me like, what's this kid want to do, you know? And I'm no, like, I'm trying to get there. Some of us are old. He's just not hearing me. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, yeah. what do you guys yeah, stand yeah. up? We're yeah. going to worship. No, so, I, you know, but I did that, and then one week, a couple of the kids in the front started cheering. Now they love doing it, and I'm oh, like, yeah. I'm not going to shut them down. They're having fun, but, oh, no, no, but also it was just super interesting because I'm like, oh, and it, Part of me, the first time you want to talk about a real like gut check, the first time I was like, oh, they care, they like me. No, they just, they just, no, they're making fun of you. Yeah, they're making fun of you. Yeah, I was like, oh, I had to learn, I learned that the hard way, okay? (laughs) My ego's fragile. Yeah, that's the best part was Wednesdays, I had that feeling when I first started. Not mm-hmm. the like, oh, they like me. I was like, wow, I don't think these kids like me. <laughs> and they slowly started making fun of me. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm in. Because <laughs> in, in my friend group and that's growing what we up, do. If, oh, you're yeah. getting, if you're making fun of each other, you're good. You're oh, in. Absolutely. You're good. I, so once the kids started making fun of me for a little <laughs> stuff, as long you know, I'm cool with them making fun of you. As right. long as you're still respectful, I'm still yes, your leader yes, and your teacher. Yes, absolutely. But once that started, I'm like, Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all you know, right, and great. we look, we look at that in our whole circle. I mean, that's that's what kind of makes us the way we are. Is our friend group is pretty tight, mm-hmm. and uh, it's encouraging. Like uh, uh, mostly people that are coming out of twenty something at this point. You know, not that they are gone, but like we're starting to age out and we're reaching a whole new place in our life. But uh, realistically, that group has been very tight for a long time. Yeah, we are getting old, but it started. I mean, that's old. Back when Adam and I were in senior high youth group together, we were in youth group and we've been friends since. But you know, it transitioned into the twenty something group, and now like you know we're moving on we're all married with kids we're doing other things but we've always had that friendship relationship that has allowed us to 
not just reach out to people that are above us or people that have gone through things before we did, but people that are like struggling similarly or Adam's running a 20 something. How did you, how do you prepare your message for them to actually listen? You know, like whatever the conversation is that you're going to have with somebody and you just get a real opportunity to to bounce your feelings off of each other Mm -hmm. in, in more than just a, you know, reaching up to the person above you because we have a very approachable pastor. So we can definitely just be like, Hey, can you help me through with this? And that's true. But sometimes like you don't, I don't want to say you don't need to go all the way up here. You feel like that's not where you need to go. You're looking for that person. So like I've had Brady come up with me. I'm thinking about doing this with the se- with the junior high. What do you think? And I'm like, we did something like that with senior high. It was great. You know? And like, we look back and I, I remember one call I had with Adam. I was like, bro, like, what do I do about youth group? He's like, don't you remember the Wednesdays where it was just you and me sitting in the basement playing guitars because nobody else showed up. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't think those were Wednesdays. He's like, all the time, don't you remember? Like, because my brain just looked at that as hanging out with Adam. And he was like, that was supposed to be youth group. And it was just you and me. And you think about it, like, sometimes it's important that it's just the two kids that are given a little bit of freedom because that transitioned into Adam and I playing on the worship team at ages 15 years old. Like, (laughs) you know, because they were desperate and we were working hard, like, trying to get there. So, you know, those things are really important and we try not to stifle that in our group. So, kind of transitioning to our topic, like, Brady, who more or less inspired you into stepping into a leadership role in a church, not necessarily youth. Like, and it doesn't have to be who inspired you, who was a really good encouragement to you, who was a good role model, anybody that really would have instilled the idea that you should be doing something like this. Okay. So I had a few, okay. which was you can have which as many as you want. So to start up growing to up, my, um, my grandpa was a deacon at first Baptist church and him, he, my grandmother and him, he, however you want to say it, um, they ran the senior high. Um, so, you know, to start, that was awesome being there every Wednesday with him. Obviously he was very present in the church, very visual. So, um, it was cool. He was always a good example for me. So that was a start. You know, I still didn't have like an idea, obviously as a kid, I never thought that I would be in a, like a leadership role. You know, I, am not always very articulate. Um, my brain moves way faster than my mouth does and Quite often, yes. I lose my train of thought because That's my right. brain is on the fifth point when I was still trying to explain the first. Right. Um, so then, really didn't think anything of it. Um, then I had Barry Prime as my Sunday school teacher, and also he was just an awesome guy outside of church too, hanging out with him. To you know, he just would pour into me. He saw someone that was in need in the church, and he you know he poured into me. So that was that was awesome that I always had him there. And again, he was another strong figure that, you know, seemed like he had everything together, but also was open about flaws that he had, which I admired. And then Tony, my senior high youth leader, was also, you know, a huge, um, you know, a huge part of my life that, you know, kept me in the church. And um, I didn't enjoy it at the time because he was a little bit more real with me um, Mm -hmm. than I would have wanted at that age. But looking back, I'm thankful for it. Um, very much so, even though I didn't listen to a bit of his advice, even <laughs> after it. Um, he knows. But I appreciate it now because I now, like, now that I'm older and have a little bit more wisdom, I can I see how he knew where it was going and it went exactly where he said it would, <laughs> even though I didn't want to listen. Um, so just having those, you know, there's plenty other men in my life and, and women in my life that were just great examples, godly examples of you know, leaders and then the wives in like the supportive roles as well as Sunday school leaders. Um, but honestly, never really saw myself as a leader of any group until, you know, a few years ago. There's just something that, you know, God was stirring up in me and I started getting more, um, 
you know, more faithfully going into the Bible and not just reading for, you know, reading sake and kind of checking off that mm-hmm. box on the list. Mm-hmm. It was more of like, okay, I want to dive in. I want to make the connections. I, w- I want to be able to, you know, if I'm discussing, let's say, like a topic about prayer, I want to be able to point out multiple people in the Bible and instances of prayer and how prayer evolved and, and what it looked like, things like that. And, you know, God slowly prepped me where, you know, there was a couple nights I went with Brian and asked him, you know, how do you mm-hmm. how do you present a message? How do you go right. about prepping and things like that? And, you know, slowly through growing in the ministries that I was involved in with um you know, serving on Sundays and Wednesdays in the sound booth. And then, you know, another opportunity arose in the Sunday school. I got to see how, you know, a lot of the women are ministering to the younger kids. Mm-hmm. So I got, kind of got to get more of that structure too. And then all of a sudden it was just like when I had thought, stopped thinking about, you know, Hey, maybe I do want one of these roles that may be right. opening up. Mm-hmm. That was when all of a sudden the need arose and God was like, Hey, now that you stop thinking about it and it's in the, you know, my timing, you know, I need you now. And that was God's interesting in that way for sure. I remember uh, we'll talk a little personal joke. Um, Years ago, Brady must have been somewhere around 19 years old, 18 years old. Yeah, three, four weeks ago. I was just like, I told my sister in law, who is his wife, and I was just like, hey, you should date Brady. Five years. Five years ago? I said, (laughs) I said, uh, you should date my friend Brady. And she's like, Brady Monte. And I was like, yeah, she's like, no. I was like, why? She's like, I go to high school with him. Like, we wouldn't click. We wouldn't get along. And And at the time, I'll pick on him for a little bit. But at the time, like, she didn't even look at him as a candidate. She's like, nah, no, I'm not doing that. All right, fine. Then a couple years later, like, they finally started to hit it. Too good looking. That's what it was. How'd you know? But a couple years later, they like, I remember we were all hanging out and they just really hit it off. And I was like, see, I knew what I was talking about. But it, you know, wasn't God's time at all. Like, he was like, he was like, no, no, trust me. And like Brady had some growing to do. Sam had some growing to do. I had some growing I'm to very do. Very thankful God didn't waste <laughs> Sam for yeah. at nineteen. At nineteen it year old been, Brady, yeah, been huge waste to send yeah. her my way at that time. Huge. Yeah, waste. and I think it's just one of those things like we have to surrender to God's time, which is an interesting thing to do. And like, um, like Brady kind of touched on it a little bit. Like he had a difficult time paying attention in some of his senior high classes, but he still went. Like. Um, and part of this, part of the whole thing to being able to be used and being able to be a sacrifice, like he didn't even know he was gearing himself up for that at a young age. I remember driving Brady home to his house because he walked to church on a Wednesday because his family was working and he was like, yeah, can I get a ride home? And I was like, sure. I only have a couple of years on him, but still like he would just walk there because he's like, I want to be here. I need to be here. Or Barry would be bringing him all the time. Like whoever, like, it's just one of those things Like you just see that passion from early on and you know, I'll, uh. I get to claim big brother status now that we adopted him into the family, right? So we look at it like, uh, I never had a brother. Let me have this. Uh, so <laughs> we look at you, it like, buddy. Uh, lucky you. No, but we're always looking around and like, like now that he's in a more leadership role, you're gonna you're gonna start to look at things a little bit differently. And I know he has already. We've talked about it, but it's no longer when you're doing things like this and you see a need or a void in the church and the body and anything. You're looking around like, who could help fill that void effectively? Not just who can be a warm body. That's not the same. <laughs> we need someone that can be in there and fill those roles and i remember when i had just been in senior high for what like two years whatever not it's really not that long when you're learning every step of the way mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like that long but i was in there it wasn't that long we're just kind of cruising along doing what we're doing and then we all of a sudden i had like six people helping us in senior high like i had him i had mike and rachel i had like aaron and Allie bumping in and out like all the time people were coming in like they were just seeing what we we're doing to right. trying to everybody all these people looking like we want to get our feet wet. Where do we go? And like, we're looking at our peer circle. They're like, Vincent's doing this. Let me see what's going on. You know, we're in, everybody's bouncing around. So then the time comes and I'm able to see how these people are interacting in these roles. And this is no credit to myself, but like, I'm sitting down talking to pastor. He's like, what are we going to do for junior high in the coming years? I was like, I said, these are the people that have sat 
in on what I'm doing that right. are responding well with the kids. And I was like, and I think this might be one of your best choices. But I was like, I love this kid to death, but like, I don't know if they're going to commit to it if they're not married, <laughs> you know, like, because at the time, like, not that you have to be married to do everything, but I'm looking at them like they're, they were engaged at the time and they were kind of like, you're figuring out everything, house, cars, mortgage, <laughs> marriage, wedding, right. life change, all those things. So like, they're like, all right, we'll do, I was like, give them, you know, so anyway, they ended up going, going for it, looking at it, like, all right, we'll try it out. We'll give it some time. We'll give it a shot. And I just like, I knew I was like, yeah, it's like after Brady's first week, it's not going to be, we're going to give it a shot. I was like, Sam may be a little more of a holdout. Cause like, <clears throat> she's a lot like her sister in that where it's like, I'll let you know when I'm ready. But sometimes God's like, just, just shut up and get on board <laughs> like for real. Cause I knew that Brady's first week in there, he was going to, I knew he was going to walk in. He's going to be nervous. He was going to present an, a very well prepared out. He's got an outline for this right here. And I've been steering away from it the whole time. He's got a whole I, outline on his phone. I, Don't even I pretend. I way overdid my so, first lesson. <laughs> but he over, you know, I knew he was going to overdo it. I knew he was going to do all that kind of stuff. And then at the end of it, he was going to walk away and think like, what a cool opportunity to get to present the gospel to kids. And then not only that, have fun. Because kids right. are fun. They're hilarious. You know, he's got kids in his group that, like, he'll tell me stories like, yo, this kid really did this. He was making fun of me so bad. I loved it. And, like, same thing. Like, it just goes back and forth. I was, So, I, like, for me, I knew it wasn't even going to be a holdout. And they're like, you know, they kept telling me, my dad and Brian and Joe, they're always like, yeah, but they haven't, like, really locked down their commitment yet. They haven't really said, like, they're like, you know, like, are they going to want to keep doing this after they get married? Are they sure? I was like, guys, just shut up. It's fine. Yeah. Like, and they're like, well, we just we want to talk to them. I was like, I'm telling you, like, Brady's going to be hooked in five seconds. Like, just get over it. You know? And it is. And that's what he's talking about. And that's how it goes. Like, because it... Brady's much more high energy than I am. But, like... Yeah, he's... not he can't even sit still. (laughs) But we, uh... You know, like, and in the same way, it's just kind of like we both like once you're in that opportunity, you're like, yeah, I'm not going to miss this. This is super exciting. Like, thank you, God, for something I never considered, you know, and, and that's been what's super exciting and like really kind of driven um, us to where we are. I know Brady and I, like we, you know, we said we're, we're brother-in-laws, you know, but also we've been friends for a lot of years. Like he spent a ton of nights sleeping on the couch in my basement so we could play video games or he helped me build my house or he helped me like cut down trees or mow the grass. He laid sod just to get to know Sam's dad a little better. That's what I swear it was. He will he won't say that, but <laughs> well, you've got, you've got we laid sod out. out back and we said, you can only play on the pieces you put down. So he made sure he put down as many as he could so he could be around him to see Sam more. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do because you got to win your father-in-law over if you yeah. want to get the marriage. That's a good start. Yeah, yep. and, and it was good. I think the um, you know us stepping into the role of um, you know of being junior high leaders and it, it being a trial at first was not only good, I think, for the kids, but also for Sam and I, um, like for the marriage to come because mm-hmm. uh, that was actually our first, like, you know, we had – you know, some, you know, issues here and there, but that was our first time that we had an argument over something biblical okay, or somewhat biblical, biblically related. So she was really worried about stepping in the role because, you know, we have busy schedules. I, you know, I'm already serving at that point. I was serving Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. serving Sunday mornings mm-hmm. for, you know, mm-hmm. sound, both, both things, right. Tuesday night Bible study. Um, I think at that point we weren't doing Thursday night practices anymore, but it was still like hit or miss maybe here or there for worship so i was there right. that night and i also am working 12 hour shifts and she's working 12 hour shifts so she was kind of like where is the time going to be there for us right and i knew that i had a heart for the kids and the heart to teach and my role as you know we kind of discussed with my um my serving opportunities i've very much been one of the people that i think a lot of a lot of people in the church can a- agree and identify with where i f- don't, didn't know what my talent was mm-hmm. or what my mm-hmm. calling was or what my mm-hmm. gift was. And mine for 
a majority of it was the gift of just being there. Right. <laughs> and not that, you know, I wasn't giving it my all in um, doing worship. But when it start, there were, started in doing worship and everything, mm-hmm. it was, there was a lot of grumbling. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it every week as much as I should have or recognize as the opportunity that it was. Um, but anyway, it slowly grew our relationship because I told, show, got to show her what my heart was after Christ mm-hmm. and how, how I thought after things. She's a very emotional and loving person, so she thinks about it a lot, makes sure that her heart's behind it, and then does mm-hmm. something. I'm very much, I'm ready to dive right in. I'll figure it out along the way. And if I don't like it, I'll stick there until there's someone else to pick it up right. and then we'll, we'll right. get out of it. That's the way. So yeah. she kind of got to see my heart at following after Christ there where it's like, okay, well, listen, even if we don't like it, there's a need right now. Mm-hmm. I remember that age. It was hard enough to keep our group together through youth group, mm-hmm. consistently having it. And them just start stopping is not going to be conducive no. to mm-hmm. them having a relationship and growing right because they yeah. need to see that there's someone in the church that yes. cares about them mm-hmm. that's there in week right. in and week out right because so i said let's yeah. go for it right and yeah. it was awesome it grew our relationship because i it wasn't an i told you so moment mm-hmm. kind of was but i was like just <laughs> just go in and it, right. it's, tell her you said it's it. gonna work out right. well yeah but it, that, and it did and i think that's, that's a all huge thing that like i know you and i would both say is just part of who we are at this point like you said it's my gift of being there like sometimes it's not necessarily about like, oh, where can I be used? It's I'm willing to be used. Mm-hmm. Use me, you know. Mm-hmm. And you see, you'll bounce all over the place, right. and they're incredibly beautiful opportunities. Some that like will really shape you and really shape the person you become down the road, and right. some that are just like, you know what? I learned a little bit of something right. from that, and this person was blessed. Good for right. me, you know. I I started the first thing I ever did. I helped in Sunday school. Never would have thought I should help in Sunday school. They needed someone to help hand out papers and right. color with the kids mm-hmm. and take a kid to the, whatever. I can do all that stuff. Right. I helped in nursery. I had, you know, on the Wednesday nights, they had no one to do nursery. I, like, and they, I was just like, I'll do it. I'm here. There's a sign that, that says there are no men allowed. Yeah. So was that because of you? Probably. Know. Actually, one kid got really hurt and it was ah. the old worship leader. His kid went in there, tripped on a toy, fell and ripped the septum of his nose oh. and was bleeding. And the, they heard it upstairs at our old Front Street building. It wasn't my fault. Like the kid was just playing and fell. But I was like, I, I was like freaking out. Kid had to get like stitches. It was terrible. Oh, anyway, yeah, that's probably why we're not allowed back yeah, there anymore. Okay. <laughs> no, he's forgiven me and his kid's face yeah. is fine that's for all those that care. You know, but we look at just sometimes it's about being there. Like I started, I started playing drums on the worship team. It, you've probably never seen me play drums. I did no, it because we, no. right, we didn't have anyone to play drums. And they were like, I remember our worship leader was like, I see you play like, you know, some box drums and stuff with your friends. Like you want to give it a, like you want to practice up and give it a shot. I was like, sure. So I practiced up till I could fill in. I filled in, I played often (laughs) way too much, Mm -hmm. you know? And then, uh, right. Transition right from that. Like we got a flood of drummers because they saw like, Oh, that's what you have. I can do better. I swear people don't admit that, but I think that's what it really was. And they look at it like I can do that. That's what I'm good at. Or people are drawn in whatever. It doesn't matter how they got there. They saw that they filled that need. So she looked at me and she's like, Hey, we don't have a bass player. I know you're like, want to learn the guitar. You want to practice on the bass. I was like, not even a little bit. And she was like, will you? And I was like, sure. That's what I'm here for. Right. Started playing the bass. I played that for years, just sitting there, filling in, doing my best, learning as I'm going. Mm-hmm. You know, all I wanted to do was play guitar because I like to sing and none right. of those other instruments felt like I should be singing with them. So I 
I jumped right over to the, you know, I was learning the guitar on my own time, doing bass for Sundays. And then we got a bunch of bass players. Like, I don't know where we got a bunch of bass players mm-hmm. again. God was like, eh, you know, not all for me, but just for the furthering of his kingdom and his church, he just brought those people right. in. Then I had a chance to play the guitar, which we didn't have because Adam's older brother was going off to college. So Adam and I stepped up to play guitar. Then all the singers were bailing. She was like, can you sing? I said, sure. Then she got sick and she said, can you fill it? You're just doing whatever you're doing and just going along the way. And Brady's an example of that too. I pick up my phone. I'm like, yo, bro, what are you doing? He's like, nothing. I was like, good. We're going to Home Depot. He's like, okay. He says, okay. Mm -hmm. And then he says, for what? (laughs) Not, well, I don't know if I want to go help you (laughs) because that might be heavy. Right. He just says, okay. And then for what? And we've had good Home Depot experiences and we've had bad Home Depot experiences. Yes, we all have. So you guys are not alone. You know, and in the same way that that functions throughout the church all the time, like our group, our group specifically has functioned very well with the idea of any of us calls and we do everything within your power to just do it. Because like, sometimes you're just like, I'm going to shut up and let you do, I'm going to help you with something that I know that you've given prayerful consideration Mm -hmm. to. Because I don't always have to know, I don't spend an adamant amount of time in prayer that Brady will make the right decisions. But when Brady calls and says, I need your help with this decision, Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to just operate under the assumption that he's been praying for that diligently Mm -hmm. because that's the kind of person he is. In the same way, I ask him for help with me and he thinks the same thing because he knows that what I'm doing, I'm trying to take seriously, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that functions all throughout the church body. You know, we see that it um, does. It truly does. We see that our church, you know, like we over and over again, you see the idea of the church being a body, not arms, not feet, not a head, all of it. And everyone has a different role. (laughs) Every single person, you know, I couldn't tell you where each role is on the body. I have, I couldn't begin to tell you who's the feet, who's the hands, Mm -hmm. who's the whatever, but I can tell you that effectively our church body does function fairly well. Yes, it it And it is through years of cultivating the idea of, this would be the nice way. I call you answer, you know, because like that, it's just family. And like from the way I grew up, it's just what family does. But that's, you know, that's the key. And that's why I praise so much and pray for our church to keep going the way it's going. Because we started talking about that before the show started. Mm-hmm. The very first time I, I walked into the church, I just felt the presence of that without knowing anybody than the person, the, the four people I was with that night. Yeah. Okay. Your mom and dad came out, like, I swear, nowhere all of a sudden. And they went and introduced themselves right away. And just from there on, I mean, it spiraled. I don't want you, I mean, spiral's not the right proper word, but it's just spiraled in a good way. Mm-hmm. Where your mom and I talk every day for some odd reason. Even if it's for 10 minutes, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on? Blah, blah, blah. Your dad is the same thing, you know. But your mom's a little more like acting like a big sister. So she probably <laughs> a little hurry. Your dad goes, are you all right? Do I need to pray? And then, you know, I would say, no, I just... Want to see how you're doing? Tell mm-hmm. me what's going on. You, you know, how's Uncle Bob? You know, all yeah. that. But it's not just your dad. It's everybody. I mean, it, it's so, I don't want to say weird. It, I'm used to it now, but it was so weird at first because I never had that in a church atmosphere. Yeah. It was just you were a body, put your check in the in, <laughs> in, in the bucket, and move on. And move you, on, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, it wasn't that we really care about, oh, thank you for donating, but we, oh, how you doing? Is everything okay? And I think that's something that's super interesting. I don't want to say our church specifically, because I do know a number of other churches that function this way, but just the way that it has almost, no, it has not, it has nothing to do with you bringing a check into church, no, actually. Not at all. I don't want to say almost nothing. You know, we all know what God requires and right. commands of us to do, and it's, right. it's your personal responsibility to take that seriously. Right. But the fact of the matter is that, like, we, you know, our pastor, I'll talk to you over and over again about his uh, passion for, uh, you know, um, equipping the saints for the work of the ministry yes. and the edifying of the body of Christ. Yes. Like, that's his goal for the year. Yes, he's putting everything in place for that, you know, and that has borne a lot of good fruit. And uh, he's a little more timid 
to talk about these things. Maybe that's not the right word. He's a little more careful than I am, so I'll just say it anyway. But like he he brought it up Sunday right after service, where it's just something I honestly have never seen him do in my entire life. Um, even when we were changing buildings before, where he was just kind of like, "We have a need, guys." Like, we don't know exactly what we're going to do about it. Our Sunday school is bursting at the seams. Praise God. That's an incredible thing. Our youth groups, although not super huge, like average of 12, I've had 27 kids in that classroom up front. That's not big enough. He has an average of around 12, but he's had 20-something kids in that classroom. Those classrooms can't sustain that growth, you know? And we don't want to miss those opportunities. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, guys, send us your checks. I have no idea how all that works. I'm going to level you. I know no idea about that. I know that you saw me going around the other day we're measuring every room we've got we're measuring everything like how can we make the best use of our space we have no idea what's coming with our church but it's it's a body like ours that's going to continue to succeed because he i I can tell you how it's going to work our pastor is going to be like hey i want to close this room in and rock this room and i want to you know take out this tile and put in this carpet here like get on it and i'm going to be like okay (laughs) and then i'll be like brady you want to help me rip out some tile and put up a wall sep let's go baby like and that's how it's going to go because that's the family atmosphere well that's true so we all that's I, what we're going to do. <laughs> I know whatever expansion we do, we're going to have plenty of manpower. He talked about it from the hands. last building. Yeah. I don't know if you remember when we were transitioning from Front Street to where we are. Mm-hmm. It was every single day. Um, well, all the pictures just, in the hallway. Yeah, th- that's 30 pictures over a year's worth of work. Yeah. But it was every single day they would gather in what right now is Barry's Sunday school classroom. They'd gather in there and they would pray have some kind of like breakfast or coffee or whatever they were doing. You know, we don't go things without food around us. So we do all those things. They gather, pray. This is what we're going to try to accomplish today. And you're looking at a bunch of people like that don't really know what they're doing, but are capable people. And that's what we're going to do all over again in a good way. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to like, I can do carpentry. I understand carpentry fairly well. well. Brady's going to fix my hand when I cut myself. He's going to do it so well, (laughs) you know, but he's going to pick up a hammer too. And if he's bleeding, I'm going to grab a bandaid because that's just the type of family our church is. So, you know, I'm I'm not going to shamelessly plug for, we need our growth, but I'm saying like, if you don't know how to get involved, put yourself in the mix, just get yourself out there. I think that's like one of the greatest, Brady's a prime example of that. He's, what are you, 24 now, right? Yeah, just He's 24 now. So, but since... You know, he was younger. It's just kind of been like, okay, I'm here. Right. You know, I'm here. What can I do? And you know, whether it was the the <laughs> the holiest version of I'm here, use me as you see fit, Lord, or all right, I'm here. Like, what can I do? Mm-hmm. Both are effective and both are useful. And God's not ashamed to use right. either of those. He's right. like, let's go, let's get on board. Right. So you're gonna see these changes come in our church. I can tell you right now because they're coming in our youth group. He and I are talking every other day about something that's coming up. We want to do this. We want to do this. The kids need this. The kids want this. We need to build this. We have to do this. What if we could get a room like this? What if we could do this? If we can't get this and we can only do this, can we meet outside? And we're going back and forth all all the day long. We're sitting down with our pastor. Like, this is what we see for our youth groups. Like, what do we have to do to get ourselves there? Like, what's the deal? What's going on? You know, and like, I encourage each and every person. And I know Brady would do the same, like coming out of his group. Just dip your toe in the water. You're gonna see the water's nice. Yeah. That's all it is. There's nothing right. to be afraid of. Right. You know, it's. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll default to worship for a yeah. minute. Kids, you know, when, kids, people when they come into the worship team, they're always so nervous on their first Sunday. Well, and I was course. like, bro, why are you nervous on your Sunday? This uh, is the same. Fa- no, no, no. It's the same family on either side of the stage. Yeah, but let's it not really go is. There. Let's not go there. No, it is yeah. because they'll always tell you the same thing afterwards. I can speak from pure experience. I'll tell you the same yeah. thing afterwards. That wasn't so bad. Right. And I'm like, it wasn't so bad because yeah, you're just chilling with right. your family. And I- 
And that's the same way it is for all capacities of our church and our worship and our lifestyle even. We were building the addition on my house for Grandma Man. I had you, I had Doc, people coming by. It's the same structure we did. It's just kind of like, yeah, this is what I'm doing. If you want to come help, come help. People out there helping me raise rafters. People out there helping me side. You know anything about siding? No, what do I do? (laughs) You know, it's like it just doesn't matter. Our church is great because it shows the example of the church isn't the building, it's the body. Absolutely. Um, But I also love kind of backtrack is I loved your dad's message at the end where he did tell everyone and present (laughs) yeah where he did present like hey listen this is a need we have right um i'm not asking you specifically to give but you know exactly what is needed for this to happen and Mm -hmm. um i liked seeing that side pastor vince because i the family atmosphere that we have right i think does lend some people to feel a little Uh, bit more complacent and i i'm might be like not i'm not trying to offend anybody here (laughs) but I think a lot of times we forget that, you know, back to our, our verse in Romans 12, 1 to 2, you know, where Paul says, you're, you know, to present your body as a living sacrifice. We forget what comes at the end of that. That's your reasonable service. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so people forget that it's not your reasonable service to just come and be filled on Sundays and fill a seat. It's your reasonable service to bring yourself there, be filled, but also be ready to serve Christ in any capacity that's yeah. needed and mm-hmm. find a way. Right. Um, especially, I'm, you know, I'm hoping God opens some eyes and softens some hearts because, you know, if we're going to grow and the children's ministry is growing pretty quick now, there's going to be a, a lot of needs and yes. we need people to step up and be willing to present themselves a living sacrifice because that also means giving up time, mm-hmm. giving up money, whatever it takes that God needs. And, right. um, I yeah, think there's I a little I, bit of a heart change that needs to be made in some places, not not pointing to anybody, but mm-hmm. just not even just our church body, just church yeah, body as church, a whole. People as need as to church, remember yeah. that it's, you know, it's not just showing up on Sundays right. that, you know, God expects that at baseline from you. Yes. He expects mm-hmm. you to bare give. Minimum. Yeah. That's the bare minimum you expect. Yeah. But. And, and there's no excuse for, you know, you can't age, whatever it is. You know, Paul was, what, in his early 60s, the second time he's imprisoned, and then eventually... <laughs> right. You like know. I was always getting beat. Yeah. Really. <laughs> the and then you have guys like, uh, you know, David, Samuel, you know, all of them. They're young. They were called out early. So there's really no, there's never been an excuse in the Bible for me. And that's something either. that, like, I, well, I'll speak on behalf of only the conversations I've had with our pastor exclusively, which is just like, we see a great need in our Sunday school. And that's going to encompass every single person of every single walk of life to come together. There are genuinely people in our church that could not lift a hammer if they wanted to, mm-hmm. but will do anything anything that they're physically capable of they'll do there are people that cannot lift a hammer but will be sending checks in that we didn't know would ever come in right. you know like, and, and minister to the people and, that are there right. and there are and people that are going to be there making food and just like an encouraging word and here's a cup of coffee right. wiping sweat off your brow so you can yes. do stuff you know and we're looking you know i'm just going to encourage you guys i guess as we close it's eight o'clock but as we close like one of the things is you've you've now seen just based on my guest appearances, you've seen me talk about worship. You've seen me talk about youth. You've seen me talk about the things that we get involved with. You've you've now met and put a face to Brady's name. You know, I know there's a lot of people that listen to the show that don't even attend our church, but like when you have someone in your junior high age, these are the kind of people that want to get to know them. Just people with a passion and heart for that. So when you see that this church is growing, that's a good thing. And we want you to get on board. We want you to get involved. And if you can't think of a first step, show up and say, I'm here. That's a good first step. Step number two, Please pray for us. Probably step number one. This is even more important. Just do this because I can tell you right now that our pastor is burdened with passionate things for our church. You know, Brady and I, Brady and I are balls of passion when it comes to the youth stuff. We're presenting ideas to him all the time, and as right. much as humanly possible, he goes, "Good, go for right. it." Be- 
you know, there's some things he can't just say, good, go for it, because we don't have the resources, right. or we're not there yet. And, like, we know that. We're not stupid. But we're trying to aim high, and we see that, you know, right now, there's a huge growth in the Sunday school. A lot of pandemic babies, guys. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. And that's a great thing. Yes. I, I love kids. Yeah, I love babies. Nursery, that's great. Yeah. So we see that the nursery is exploding. That's awesome. You know? But that means we need to prepare. But guess where all those kids yeah, are going to end up? They're going to be all the way through senior high. So, yeah. So we need to yeah. be preparing and getting ready long term, which is something that, like, oh. it's just prayerful consideration that, like, sometimes we think, oh, Sunday school needs to grow. What are we right. going to do? It's like, we need to make sure all these things can accommodate things as we go. What's our phase one? What's our phase two? Sometimes, yeah, we over prepare. Ready, prepared, you know, over prepared for tonight probably and you know like we've over prepared we've under prepared for things in the past all over the place but realistically like I, i'll just again only speak for what i know of our pastor he's spending a substantial amount of time in prayer on this yes. he's on his knees praying daily for what our next best step is you know it's been my joke of the year is do better next right step things like that he prayerfully considers each one of those things and i've had conversations with him since December when I'm like, bro, when are you going to say something about us needing to grow? Like it's getting yes. tight. It's yes. getting tight. I, it's been longer than that, even yeah. that it's been like been familial discussions, thing, but I'm like, when are you going to say something? He's like, I it, I haven't been to told to yet. He's like, I don't have that yet where I need to go in. And I'm like, all right. Like if you say so, I think you missed this window. He's like, I don't think, all right. You know? And then Sunday I was not expecting it. And he dropped that bomb on us. And I was just like, I was just so beautifully presented. If you, if you haven't seen it, just check, but you want to see the heart of our pastor, you'll see it at the end of the Sunday sermon. I'll tell you that much. Cause it was just like, wow, that was moving. CC Hampton, YouTube, CC Hampton, YouTube. Yeah. But you see that. And like, you could just see the heart of his heart of our pastor towards like you know, there's so many people in this world. I mean, I'm getting long-winded again, but it doesn't yes, matter. You, you get one more minute. So we look at it just realistically, it comes down to the idea of like, if you watch that thing, his passion isn't that our church building will be bigger. It's that people will be ministered and ministered to and ministering from that seat. Right. You know, we always joke about, we don't care who's in the seats. We care what they're doing from the seats. Mm -hmm. You know, we always joke about that. I haven't picked on Wayne tonight yet. That was our conversation yeah. with Wayne last week. I was like, Wayne, I don't care if you sit in a seat or don't. I care what you're, what we're doing. That's right. what we all feel. You and know, you know you'll be right there when the right when and the that's comes. and that's I mean, just the kind of people that we have in our church <laughs> he's still with me tomorrow we're oh, working nice out there again but but <laughs> but, but, there, but that's a perfect example because yeah. i've been homing on your i'm going to say your dad because he is your dad about we need to do something with the sanctuary mm -hmm. because the last several times except for the snow we were moving chairs around to get people to sit in there because right. we didn't have it i mean today we did a baptism yeah there was a lot of family and friends there but Still, we didn't have the capacity. And I know that's something that he and I have been – you right. saw me measuring all those right. rooms. We're going crazy. We're looking at it like, okay, what can we do? And the fact of the matter is I'm going to bum you out a little bit. Here's the cold hard facts. Adults are much more apt to be uncomfortable than they're going to let their kids oh, yeah, be. Definitely. So, like, definitely. I know for, speaking as a parent, like, if my kid's happy, I'll stand like a sardine in that room. That's fine. So, sorry, people in the sanctuary, you're not the first priority. Right. <laughs> but, you know, for space-wise, because realistically, like – um we, we we can add more seats in there. We can make that work. And I but but it is exciting. It's it's yeah. so wonderful to see that. And like from the worship perspective, like Good it's so incredibly powerful when you're like that many people mm -hmm. gathered to like lift the name of God on high. Mm -hmm. It's just wonderful. Right. You know, and there's power in the group prayer, there's power in the idea of like worshiping together and just being on your knees together in prayer. It's wonderful. And it's exciting to see that kind of growth in a small town like Hamilton. Our town's not that big, you know, and the fact that God's moving here and you know, at the moment leading us towards an expansion of where we are just proves that God's on the move, you know, right. and the, those little tiny lights we were talking about in this dark world, 
they're standing out. They're a big deal. They're a huge impact. And we don't want to miss the opportunity to be that light, even right here in town. I know that 20 something years ago, our pastor was called to this town. And because of that, people like Brady are actively ministering to people. This is where he was born and raised and grew up, I think. And, you know, close, close. It's where he grew up it's anyway. Grew up, yeah. <laughs> you know, so when church came around, this was that was his church. And now he got involved. You know, for me, I, I was born into that role. So it didn't really yeah, matter. Didn't but, matter for you. but like you see that, and a lot of the people that I'm close friends with are because of that. It's because of the, you know, he answered the call that God had on his heart then. So as much as it comes down to like, let's just trust him that he's trusting God and, you know, and we can trust God ourselves. Like we're, we're blessed enough. So if you, if you want to know what to do, your next small right step, send up some prayers for Calvary Chapel at Hamilton, because God is moving in this town and we're trying to do what we can to yep. stay on, stay on board Absolutely. with his plan. Right. So, uh, bro, uh Brandon, Andy, uh, Brady. Brady. God. <laughs> we'll um, get there. It's all yeah, right. Uh, uh, any last comments before we close in prayer? And I just, uh, I agree with Vince. Just keep praying for our church. Uh, it's awesome to see the growth. Um, and Pastor Vince, like I said, you know, little Vince here spends more time with his dad, obviously, than I do. But in the times that I have with him, I, I, I can see that he is burdened with, you know, the decisions that need to be made and, and the pressure of, you know, everyone's vying for the same space. Um, so just keep him in prayer. Keep our, uh, Keep our church in prayer, and yes, but um, security has to approve every decision that you make. Yeah, yeah I, that's really that's all I can say because you know the most powerful thing in this earth is prayer. So just keep that in the four for your uh, forefront. Four was it? The your forefront mind? of your mind. Forefront of your mind. Yeah, there we go. And he won't so shamelessly it. ask for you to pray for his group specifically, but send an yeah. extra yeah. one up for as him well. Too. Yeah, as, as my group, my for my group as well as we grow, and um, you know, just hopefully that I can equip them for what you know, this dark world that they're going to be growing up into. Absolutely. All right. You want to close? Yeah, let's close out in prayer. Okay. Uh, Lord God, tonight we again just come before you as always, just grateful that we can lift your name high. Lord, I ask that tonight you would just uh, uh, help us to take you seriously, help us to set aside the things burdening us down and just uh, give them over to you. Lord, uh, specifically tonight, right now, we want to pray that you would just move mightily in our youth groups in uh, junior and senior high, God, that you would just be glorified in the decisions that we make for these kids, that these kids would see you actively in our lives and uh, just find that to be contagious. Lord, uh, we also want to lift up Calvary Hamilton this, this evening, Lord, just so specifically that you would just continue to help us to burn with passion for you and, and grow in the way that you see fit, no matter what that means. Lord, help us to stay out of your way. Uh, we want to be your hands and feet, and we want to be vessels fit for use. use. Lord, we want to be living sacrifices, as we said tonight, which is our reasonable service. Lord, please help us to keep that perspective and uh, lift your name high in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us and listening to The Carpenter's Son with Pastor Vince Lombardo of Calvary Chapel of Hamilton. Join us next Tuesday at 7 p.m. for The Carpenter's Son on WNJHradio.com.